was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Hey there, it's time for another episode of Alienation, the newcomer podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always is my wonderful brother, Michael. Wow, wonderful. Thanks, man. Of course. Hello, everybody. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Today we're discussing the second TV movie called Body and Soul. We're going to be discussing the first half of the TV movie in this episode and the second half in our next episode. This episode was directed by Kenneth Johnson. The writers are Andrew Schneider, Diane Froglo, Renee Longstreet, and Harry Longstreet. Francisco Sykes, you got a homicide. And good morning. It's about six blocks away from here. Bizarre-looking newcomer child was found at the scene. I had her sent to daycare. And you're supposed to be where exactly, Albert? The victim was a newcomer, John Paul Jones. The perp might also be a newcomer. There was a witness who said they saw a giant fighting two guys. Witness was a wino, so who knows? This is our episode summary. When a mysterious child is found, many believe she could be a half-human and half-Tectonese child. Dun-dun-dun. Ooh, you like that. (laughs) Matt and George, with Kathy's help, investigate where this child came from and who her parents may be. The child appears to have a very odd relationship with a large Tectonese man. Meanwhile, Matt and Kathy decide to move their relationship to the next step, which results in an injury. They realize that they need to attend an interspecies sex class before becoming intimate. Buck distresses his parents by his anti-human opinions. Dr. Tivoli built this off quite a place. And helped thousands of your people. Just try not to kiss Tivoli's ring, will you, George? Dr. Tivoli. Oh, detectives. (laughs) It's a great, great honor. We'll try to be as brief as possible. Uh, Just let me see how much I admire you. Uh, thank you, Detective. Well, I I know you're here about Mr. Jones, but I'm afraid I'm not acquainted with everybody. Oh, that's perfectly understandable. Uh, do you have any idea what he was doing the night he was murdered? He was not on duty, so then, of course, his time was his own. How are you saying? Bye, Dr. Taylor. And his record with Dexter? Not a blemish. I'll have my secretary get you a copy. Did they tell you about the child we found? I hear she's unusual. Yes, her head is disproportionately large, but with no spots. She appears intelligent, but she doesn't move or make any sounds. Has she been examined? I've requested it. And do you have any uh, suspects in the killing? Oh, just your average everyday giant newcomer. We have one witness who thinks that Jones and another human uh, were in a struggle with a very large newcomer. And this relates to the child? Well, we have no idea. It's very curious. You know, a great deal of our research is focused on genetic defects in both humans and newcomers. Perhaps we could help this child. That is so generous of you, Doctor. I'll uh, pass that along. All right, for our cast, we have Terry Trejas returning as Kathy Frankel. We have Jeff Marcus as Albert Einstein. Eric Pierpoint as Detective George Francisco. We have Ron Fazler as Captain Brian Grazer. We have Gary Graham as Detective Matt Sykes. And Michelle Scarabelli as Susan Francisco. Also returning, Lauren Woodland as Emily Francisco. Sean Six as Buck Francisco. And Ginny Gago as Beatrice Zepeda. And now for our guest cast, we have Marva Hicks as 
Balboa, Miguel Perez as Castell, Jeff Austin as John Paul Jones, Glenn Morshower as Penn, Ben Martin as Phil Dirt, <laughs> Rick Davis as Man Number One. I love those ones. I still can't get Man Number One. That's of course. Just funny. Uh, we have Peter McKinman as Pilot, Zilla Female as Cop. We have Daniel Chados as BNA Guard, Ned Van Zat as Tech Number Two, Paul Terip as Smithford, Richard Chanel as Attendant slash Assassin, Tiny Ron as Giant. Harry Longstreet as off-duty cop. Ooh, that's the writer. Ooh, I say, isn't that a writer, too? Yeah, that's it is. Kinda, kinda, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and we have Zane Graham as Boy in the Hospital. What is it? She has only one cardiovascular system. She doesn't have two hearts? That's impossible. She's a newcomer. Maybe she's not. No spots, one heart. Her motor skills are more consistent with human development. <laughs> This is not a human child. Well, I'm not ready to jump to that conclusion. The ear configuration and cranial shape are definitely newcomer. What are you saying? Half human, half newcomer? A hybrid? I, I thought that was impossible. Tinctonese have been known to genetically adapt in a single generation. Interbreeding may be just a matter of time. And that time has obviously come. I've got the first human newcomer right here in my precinct. I don't know that. I need time for extensive tests. Do them. As for you, I want you to find mom and dad. This is now part of your official investigation. Work fast. This could be big. All right, so let's go ahead and discuss this first half. And what we did differently than the last time when we watched Dark Horizons, we actually watched all of Dark Horizons and then came and recorded two episodes. This time, Michael came up with this great idea of we watched half of the episode, stop, and now we're discussing it. At, a, we'll at, a, next, at, a, at a next climax. Yeah, and, that, uh, it, it seemed like a... Uh, I, yeah. I actually stopped the recording and said, this feels like a really good stopping point for this. Right. And then he suggested that we just stop it there and we move on and start recording. So I've seen the entire movie so i know exactly what happens but michael hasn't a clue so right now this is his true thoughts of half of the episode at the moment yeah so pretty cool it should be pretty cool yep so what do you think so far just in general really good actually liking it no again i like it because you could tell they had a little better budget Mm -hmm. because it's a tv movies yeah and it's not the series so you can tell they spent a little more money on things yeah and um the characters are interacting a lot I mean, a lot better. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. just the, the character relationships and everything. I, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very happy so far with my one and a half <laughs> yeah. movie yeah. so far. But what's cool about it also is that this is a brand new story. This isn't wrapping up any stories from the series. This is other than like maybe the Kathy Sykes stuff, which has been going on the entire series. There really is no. This is no concluding. You know, this is all brand new stuff that we're. That we're seeing. Just with reoccurring characters. Yes, just with the same characters. Right. So it's just, just like another, a new episode of a TV series, yep. which is really good. Um, so let's, it starts off with the what we think, they're on the ship, Yep. and they're testing this new uh, laser, looks like, that can blow up things. And um, you don't really, you know, they're talking Tanktonese, and all we see are Tanktonese. And they're talking in their language, so it's all subtitled. And all of a sudden they shoot a beam out this window... And the next thing you know, you're outside on Earth, and it blows up a truck. Yeah, and I'm going, whoa. And you're like, oh, okay, they're not on a ship. They're actually here on Earth doing uh, doing these experiments. A test, right. Yeah. 
Um, and then the, the experiment causes a power drain, which releases some, um, some like, you know, I guess it's like a gel, because there's like, you know, laser beam bars, um, and these disappear, and then there's this little child in some sort of cocoon thing, and there's this big giant Tank the knees. Tiny John. Yeah. That's <laughs> giant. Oh, Tiny Ron. Tiny sorry. Ron, yeah. That's giant. This guy's massive. At first, I'm like, hey, he's pretty big. And you're like, yeah. Holy. Well, no, at first, Michael's like, Michael's like, well, that's a, that's, you know, that girl is really small. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I, the guy's just really big. And when he holds her, it's like he's picking up a toddler. And then you're like, holy shit, he's big. You yeah. know, then my brother's like referencing, he's like Andre the Giant yeah. big. He's, he's just a massive he's a big, individual. Big man, yeah. Um, but back to the, the, the scene with the laser, when, the, when they do that, then you see a, some type of general or a, yes, a human. Though, you don't, yeah, a human. You don't know if he's a general or if it's a rogue or is it yeah. for the government. So I, I don't know yet. So I'm kind of intrigued about that. Yeah, we don't know if this is military. We have no idea yet. Or if this is just a private sector who's trying to make military weapons for the military or sell to the highest bidder for terrorists. We have no idea what's happening with this right now. Right. Um, but then the giant winds up taking this little Tinkanese girl, and he gets away. And obviously they're pursued by security people. And they're talking telepathic. Yes. That's how they're communicating. Yes. So everything's telepathic. You're going, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And, she's like, and this little girl him. also kind of looks Tinkanese, but she's missing all the spots in her head. Um, so you're not really sure if she is Tinkanese or if she's not Tinkanese. At this moment. At this point, we have no idea what she is. Uh, the giant is Tinkanese. He has the full head of spots, so we know he's Tinkanese, but we have no idea that, who this little girl is. Um, they escape. They're found. Uh, the giant gets tranquilized, and they're separated by a wall. So the cops find this little girl, and the giant is passed out on this other wall and is not found, which you'd think the cops would have searched around the wall, but, you know, they're LAPD. TV movie. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work for the story. So I may understand why they did it that way. And the and this giant killed one of them. There was a Tekkenese guy yeah. and, and an, Amer- an American. Uh, yeah, well, he was American, but a, <laughs> but a human. Yes. And they were chasing him down. They had a tracking device on the guy. And I guess with the one blow, he killed the Tekkenese guy. Yeah. Which was kind of shocking. Threw him into a, a car. A car. A car windshield. Right. And the other guy kind of said, uh, I'm yeah, out of here. Mean, yeah. So yeah. he took, see, smart human. Come out. <laughs> Tekkenese guy go, I got you. No, it didn't work that way. So, you know, well, what I mean? think about it. are stronger. So right, so that human, human going like, up is like, I'm not going to be going, out, yeah. yeah. If he can kill an alien, I'm not going to go up against I'll, him. I'll go the other way. Yeah. But yeah, he got, like you said, my brother said he got shot with a tranquilized dart, and he's trying to grab the girl and help her over the wall, too. Yes, but he, he can't. He loses a grip, and he falls, and then... Yeah. And this girl's starting to freak me out, though, at this moment. Well, at this they're playing moment. very crazy alien music yeah, time, yeah, yeah, her yeah, eyes get yeah, wide. Yeah. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, what the? So I'm getting a little freaked out by this girl at this moment. So I mean, it's def- that that's good because it's catching. It, I'm I'm in, I'm into it. You yeah, know? So he's definitely I'm in, getting I'm in, into I'm the I'm story. I'm intrigued. I'm going, what's yeah. going on? And then like my brother, the, the noise. Me, you're like, what is going on with this girl, man? And I'm turning to making sure everything's all right here. You know, it's yeah. kind of it's 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 good. It definitely has a creep factor. Yeah, place. man, big time. And yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So they did a good job of catching my attention on the mystery of this girl. really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I mean, that. this all happens before the credits. Because I in my notes I wrote down, oh wow, there's no credits because we saw no opening. Story. Yeah, there's no opening, nothing. But yes, there were opening credits. It was just a while before I got it. They played out this entire scene of their escape before you got the opening credits. And then Michael noticed, which I didn't notice, but he noticed this. The you know, normally says you know they landed and they've five been here for five years. years. 
Now it's saying seven years. California's Mojave Desert, seven years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer ship. As it progressed, obviously, it's been many years for the series has been out. So it's nice to know now it's been seven years and everyone's two years older. Yeah, technically. Which but makes I mean, sense. Emily looks like she's 18 years well. older, but that's okay. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we come back from the credits, it's going with the B story. There's these two storylines. It's the giant and the little girl, and then there's Kathy and Matt about to have sex. Or at least yeah, attempting. I mean, it's... it's it's. That's what I was telling my brother also. I'm amazed. I liked how they, they... Like, really exploring their relationship and how close they really care about each other. Oh, and, yeah. And it... But this kind of does go for Dark Horizons because it showed... Matt and Kathy going yeah, through the struggle, and then yeah, like you said, then they're like, "Okay, we're gonna, we're, yeah. this is us." Yeah. So now it's really getting, it's finally moving forward, forward right? Progressing yeah. forward, and so. it's been happening since like day one of episode one. Right. They had an attraction, and you saw it. And of course, I'm thrilled about this because I've been because into my favorite. They characters. are my yeah, favorite. Yeah, couples. I know. Every, and every episode, <laughs> your favorite episode too. So I know, dude. I heard the old dog and pony show hundred times, but uh, no, man, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. This the, at this point yeah. right now, with them two, their characters are developing. Yeah, awesome. and it's funny because you know Matt and Matt's being very sweet, and he's asking, you know, I know you like humming. Where can I hum? And you know, she, I guess, like the inside of the elbow, or I guess the inside, of the middle of the arm. Um, so he starts humming there, and she's going all crazy, and the camera kind of pans up, and she's been warning him that you know there's danger in having sex. He with just the wants woman. He just wants. He to just wants to have sex, sex with her, yeah. man. So what wound up happening, the camera pans up and you hear him scream. I know you like humming. Where? Too far. We're consenting adults. But you don't understand. This could be physically dangerous. Kathy. Look, if a Tankinese woman is not in sync with her mate, she could cause some serious injury. Hey, we got nothing but sync. But you need to learn how to approach me. You need to learn how to hum. You need training. Hey, one thing I don't need is training. This is not a good idea. And he comes in the next day into the precinct and his neck is... He's all cockeyed. Cockeyed and it's stuck. <laughs> and he has like slash marks on his neck, which is an obvious sign that he tried to copulate with a Tanktonese woman. Hey, George. Oh, my. Did you and Kathy try to copulate last night? <laughs> no, no. There's a bar of soap on the floor of the shower, and I stepped on it, and... Well, your injury is consistent with that of humans who rush into sex without proper preparation. Oh, George. <laughs> and all... Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. Well, because, well, Albert Einstein comes over and grabs him by the neck... And, and twists it and back. Twists and twists, and he goes... Detective Sykes, your neck. Did hmm. you try to copulate hmm. with the newcomer? Says he slipped in the shower. Huh. Hey, that's what happened, Nabbit. You don't want to believe it, that's your fault. Hey, no, Albert, Just Albert, 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 Alb
Better. It's still sore, but better. Sexual ignorance is a very dangerous thing. Yeah, everybody knows, and it's just funny. Everybody, yeah, because they're all giving him a look. And, you know, and he's denying it. Oh, I slipped on a bar of soap in the, in the shower. shower. Right. Yeah, we all, yeah, everybody knows. At least all the tank knees know <laughs> that he's trying and to... you can tell, because they're all oh, looking yeah. at him like, what's yeah. going on? And he's like... Um, of course, Matt and Sykes are put on this case with the little girl who's at the precinct in the daycare for some reason. Which what we found funny, too, yeah. right? You're going to find a girl at midnight, and you're going to take her to the precinct and put her in daycare. Yeah, not to the hospital. To, to... get checked up or anything. <laughs> TV movie, I know. I, but I still nitpick things, too. I mean, come on. Jesus, people. So, we have that story. And then there's another C storyline that's happening as well in the Francisco oh. family. Oh, yeah, I forgot the C yeah. story. This so... is why we're doing two parts right now, people. Right now. So, first of all, Vesna. Oh, Vesna is in, like, it's funny, because Matt goes over to the house, and he sees, like, some cocooned Uzi. Yeah. Yo, whoa. Oh, this is about as bad as I've ever seen. But don't worry, Suze, I know a guy who can get rid of anything. Freeze termites, blowtorch, bat infestations. No, 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 Vesna's in there. Hmm. What, Vesna, your baby's in there? Yes, it's a cherbusha, uh, like hibernating. She's at that age, you know. She's surrounded by loved ones, but isolated and protected. It's only for 11 months, but it really helps harmonize the senses. And the, 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 when um, Susan goes, no, Vess is in there, the look on his face is I didn't more. even notice it. Michael was right loving his bat, look. Going, yeah. Because he's like, I mean, if you see a <laughs> face so stretch, you can't see it. But, he, but he's like, like the terror and the horror, like... Yeah, the kids in there, you know, and he's like, "Oh, let's get her out!" And, and it's just amazing. I'm going, "Oh, that's the funniest thing," because he did a great job imagining, "Oh shit, your kids in this cocoon. What are yeah. you doing, crazy lady?" Yeah, yeah. You know, Susan's like, "Oh no, she's in she, there. She'll be there eleven months. 11 months it's, it's good for her. You know, her being she's around and, family, but yeah. she's isolated." <laughs> and we're like, "I'm like, oh, can I shove my kid in a cocoon?" <laughs> no, I'm good. I'd get child protective services called on me. So it was just a good way for them to. It was cool to Slowly. not have Vesna in the story, and just because for the next few TV movies she's nowhere around, not even in the cocoon. I don't know. I mean, she's in the cocoon. Okay, I don't know. See? Yeah, she said a spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. All right, man. But yeah, that top was crazy, was, and you can see that's where my brother was saying Buck is starting to re- regress. Yes. Um, yeah. That's, I don't know what. I mean. Buck really had no story in Dark Horizon, and I feel like he's having no story in this one other than being a human hater. Well, here's what I think happened, too. He was real close to Mudry, and I think Uncle Uncle Mudry, I think Uncle Mudry kept him on a level playing field, kind of. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's true, but... But then when Uncle Mudry died, or I mean, that's it. He's like, you know, Uncle Mudry's, hey, you were with the wrong crowd, and he left those gang members. You know, and, I, and it kept him... But he's him, regressing. You that's think my he point. He would in, in Uncle Mudry's honor, he would have continued with his teachings. He's 20, though. Right, and true. and again, they're they're questioning because he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yes, and and there's a, the whole the fluid release thing. which yes. I don't even know what's going on yet. Maybe we might talk about that later. But I was kind of like a little weird. They they went more in depth in. Well, you know about fluid releasing. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, obviously it's a, it's insinuating masturbation. Uh, Matt's picking me up. Uh, Buck will take the car. George, we're gonna have to talk to him. About Buck? What about? Don't tell me you haven't noticed. All this studying? Developing a keen intellect. I don't see what the problem he's is there. He's 20 years old, George, and he's not even dating. All his friends are males. You know what I mean. There's nothing wrong with dating males. You're not falling into that human hydrophobia thing, are you? Homophobia, George. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Buck's got no outlet. 
you know? Well, I was kind of a little and leave myself. You did talk to him about not letting his ACLA fluid build up, didn't you? Oh, yes, years ago. Well, maybe we should remind him, you know, make sure he's releasing it regularly. Well, if you think it's necessary. You don't have a problem with talking about fluid release, do you, George? Hardly. Isn't it odd that humans do? Imagine they once fired a Surgeon General for suggesting it be taught in school. Right. That he needs to constantly do it, do it. Which is funny because, you know, in the human culture, that's like a very taboo topic that a lot of people don't talk about. Right. And in the alien culture, it's like, like it's like, go, well, go tell them, or I'll go tell them. You know, Susan has no problem going up to Which them. you can see that George is kind of like, uh... Oh, yeah. Maybe he's a little more humanized now. Yeah. Or, you know, he's like, oh, I don't, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, he's not as comfortable... Right, about it. As, as Susan's about, just going Susan's off like, about it. Hey, yeah, whatever. no problem. And again with Emily... Um, she's into boys and she's liking human boys, which is killing Buck. I mean, he's so not happy camper. But again, with the parents. Do you think her parents are newcomer and human, Dad? I'm not sure. Kathy's not sure. Making love to a human. That could be something. Oh, is that why most of your male friends are human? You know, if you're considering having sex, Emily, you should make sure that they're properly educated. Otherwise, you could hurt them severely, honey. She ought to just stick to her own kind. I think Matt should keep his hands off of Kathy, too. Emily's talking about, oh, you know, having sex with a human. That sounds... Well, fun. Kathy brings it up. Or not Kathy, sorry. Susan brings it up. Oh, if you're going to have sex, well, that's make what I'm sure saying. you educate. Because, you know... Because, you know, they're, they're talking about the hybrid child, and then Emily says, ooh, you know, sex with a human, that sounds... And you can see she's like, really, oh, that sounds really good. And Susan turns instantly and says, well, if you're going to have sex with a human, make sure he understands, you know, you can really hurt him if you don't take these classes. Properly and, trained. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> they talk about... I'm like, Emily has to be, what, 16? 17, maybe, now? Well, yeah. You know, she's still young, but... Not to the. I mean, it's just it's, it's funny because it's just a, it's a human thing. We're just brought up. Sex is very taboo. It shouldn't be it's behind closed doors. But it's very private, and people don't normally. And family has a hard time talking to you know kids. And because our parents never talked to us about that. Stuff. No, but this is different now. It'll be different with your kids. Well, Generations are changing. It's getting more and more of an open topic. It's much easier to talk about. I guess so, but, but still. But the, but it's just going to show you how alien they truly are. Right. That they haven't fully become. You know, human. Well, but that's where I was going traits. too, where George kind of is becoming human. I mean, yeah, George he's is. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to talk to him about, you know, the yeah. fluids or releasing the fluids. Yeah, releasing the fluids yeah. regularly. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of neat. And then you get to understand too, because George is in the kitchen with Buck and, you know, he's asking what's going on, what's going on. And, he, and he, right, Buck's just, he's not about humans right now, man. He's, no, he's very he's angry. He's unhappy about Kathy and, and, Matt. and Matt's relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and even George said, I think you're jealous. Yeah, you're jealous of, of those, Matt. Of Matt. And he called him, uh, He's he thinks he's a, not a playboy, he said something to that effect. Yeah, oh no, he called him a stallion. Stallion, yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't like Matt because he thinks he's a stallion. He thinks he's a stallion. I'm like, yeah. wow, whoever heard that? I'm going to use that one. And, I'm going to use that one. I'm a stallion. That's kind of cool. I like the stallion. Yeah. Oh, God. I think you owe your sister an apology. Unlike some people, I'm not going to forget where I came from. But you mustn't. There's a fine line between pride and intolerance, Buck. I hope you won't ever cross it. I'm sure you'll let me know. Well, as a matter of fact, your mother said you were very short with Matt this morning. So? He's my good friend. He's our good friend. Allowed to have an opinion. Well, of course. As long as it isn't hurtful. 
He just thinks he's such a stallion. So, um, so yeah, so that's all happening in the Francisco family. Just Buck hating humans. Emily's starting to like a human. And um, Susan doesn't care and Susan, has no filter and says whatever she wants. And pretty much. <laughs> yes, George seems to be uncomfortable. Susan has Not no problem so saying much. anything. And she's encouraging Matt to even go to the classes. She is, yeah, because he was like going through for kind of like advice. And he's, he thought she was going to say what's well, stupid. And she's like, oh, yeah, do no, it. do it. That sounds great. And because she looks at him, too, like, yeah, you know, because he has his markings his mark, on his She neck. knows, too. So she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they wind up that. going to the class and there's protesters outside because obviously, you know, there's actually alien and human. I don't know what they're protesting together or protest. You they're know, protesting. Humans are protesting it. Yeah. And aliens are there to stop them or to, you know, anti-protest. Right. Um, the basis of newcomer foreplay is humming, humming. Now, I like to start these sessions with a little exercise. Could we all stand, please? Come on, Matt, relax. Get into it. Oh, there is, and I'm here. The process of learning how to make love requires letting go of all those inhibitions. Now, I know many of you are feeling very self-conscious right now. So I want to start breaking down those barriers. Let's everybody hold hands. Good. And say hi to that new friend standing next to you. Hi. Hi. I'm Phil Dirt. Smithford. Close your eyes. And let's all... Um. Um. One thing I like about Alienation is that they never shied away from any kind of gay couples. They've always had, you know, Kathy had a party and there was a human male and a human Tinktonese together. And again, they, they... the first couple we see is a human male with a neck brace on and his gay partner, uh, Tank Denise, Which coming I, in. I, I laughed at the neck brace part yes. because you, you understand it when you, you see You know Matt. exactly what, yeah, they tried to they have. They tried to do it and all of a sudden, oh, you got the <laughs> old got brace. Injured. So yeah. it was kind of funny to see that. I actually laughed a little. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Good call. Yeah. And there's a whole great scene with Matt and um, Kathy talking to the director of the clinic. About his penis size. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, I'll play the clip so you'll hear it all. And how large is your penis when fully erect? What? I don't really think that's Matt, any of your it's business. important. Matt. More or less? Matt, this is a medical clinic. And are you currently taking any medications? It was so funny. And you don't see the facial expressions. He's so uncomfortable. And, you know, and then he writes down the number... And the the expression on the doctor's face <laughs> like, is like really, yeah. And, and he, Matt goes more or less, more or less, you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Kathy was like, <laughs> so it's just it's funny. It was man. a funny scene. Great, yeah. great. He's very fish out of water. He's very uncomfortable, and you can just tell him. And it's kind of it's, it it goes with Matt's character 
But I'm also, I know he wants to have sex with Kathy so bad that you think he would overlook that. But that's why just, he's there. He's barely there, though. But that's why he's but he, there. You're right. He, he even made a comment. He, he goes, that's there. why I'm here, you yeah, know, or whatever. He, he is there. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He didn't have to come. He, he tried to, to get go, out of it. Yeah, but he's there. But he is there. So, I, yeah, I can't fault him for that. Um, so, yeah, so that's where their storyline ended so far. They're taking the class. They haven't attempted to have sex yet again. But they're just taking this class, and it's a human teaching it, which is kind of weird. And they have some weird ass blow up dolls, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I was there was a Tectonese woman, and a, but it was and just, a male but it human. Was, it was like the ninety nine cent store version, dude. It was just I'm like, can't you spend an extra couple bucks on some decent looking? You know what I mean? I'll get a mannequin or something. But this is just terrible. I mean, yeah. terrible. Yeah. I was the first thing I noticed. My brother go really? Yeah. That, that was like the funny. kind you get at a bachelor party, a bachelorette <laughs> party, or something. So that was weird. Um, and then we go back to the main storyline, and we have um, oh Albert has a connection with the girl because he's a Benam. Benam, yeah. So he's very uh, intuit or what's that word? Intuitive. Intuitive. He's very he te- telepathic. He has just a higher mind. She showed me strange things. What kind of things, Albert? I'm not sure. Like a hospital, but different. She's she's feeling sorrow and pain and loneliness. What is this, a seance, public access? What are you talking about? Well, you know Albert's a bin-off. Yeah, and he gets to go around popping newcomers' wives so they can get pregnant. So. I just catalyzed them. Their husbands pop them. And bin-offs are also sensitives. Albert has the capacity to connect on what you would call a psychic plane. Oh, great. Next time the Dodgers blacked out on TV, I'll give you a call. So he's able to, if you're, telep- if you're telepathic, he can receive you. Received messages. So the little girl was giving him messages. Bits, of, snippets. But yeah, nothing he couldn't understand. He just knew that she was in some sort of like hospital or science masks place. and yeah. things. And, and then he did the same thing with the giant when he was with the giant. But he knew where he, he got was He got more at. with the giant, yeah, yeah. yes. He, he realized the giant was in this place called the special section of the ship. And I'm assuming that's where they do experiments on the tank Denise. Right. Um, because Susan was kind of horrified when she found out that so was, that's where they... Well, that's where they think yeah. he's from. But then the girl uh, comes to the precinct, and there's a whole... Somehow it leaked that this human... They think it's a, you know, they think it's a human Tinktonese hybrid. Well, and again, you have Brian Grazer, you know. He's a good he can, guy, he, but he's he can just, be a He could be jerk. a douchebag. Oh, yeah. And this is his douchebag <laughs> moment. Okay, the guy's good. I've seen him do good, and they, no. but this guy... He, he, you know, if it better, it's all about his precinct. Better, yeah, his precinct. And, he wants, and he has this new Miami, Miami Vice Don Johnson yeah. guy. Matt's making fun of this guy. Yeah, he's like, well, what do you do? For the press you know, yeah, he's like, what do you do? You yeah, serve and protect the. What do you do? You know, <laughs> so it's just, I guarantee you, yeah, leaked uh, the hybrid and yeah, and, and uh, yeah, because Kathy hasn't concluded that she is, but we, we found out the girl only has one heart. Yeah, one cardiovascular. One, one circular, yeah, circulatory system. That's it. You know, and we know that Tanktonese has two. Um, but she said the ears and the cranial skull is Tanktonese. Right. So that's when they're like, well, maybe she's a human. And her development is slow, so it's human. It's human, yes. Same with retarded people. That's some <laughs> b- Okay. I got that, and I was a little offended. I'll just let you know. I got our backs. Jeez. So... So, yeah, so we're not sure what's going on with the little girl. Uh, the giant is captured. He comes to her. He, they, again, this is like, I don't know how much distance they are, but it seems like they are miles apart, and they're still connected. Right. And so he finds her 
in the precinct. Plus, he's knocking cops off. Well, that was awesome, yeah. Right. I mean, he threw you, Matt, across the room. And this gives you how big this guy is. There's like three people on this And dude, they look like and, nothing. And he's bouncing. I mean, They're yeah. Like kids hanging off I'm of... like, oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> he's this, a big man. This guy's really big. George finally takes him down with like a sleeper hold. Like with a sleeper with a yeah. fist to the side of the neck or something. Yeah, man. knocks him out. I'm going to try that um, <laughs> next move in my MMA match or something. <laughs> but then we have the girl and the giant come together because Albert, he's, like I say, he's connecting to both he of them. He says they need to be together. They need to be together. And no one's really paying attention. And, and the girl's just, sick. Yeah, she's she's great. You know, she's deteriorating and Kathy's worried. And now the FBI is getting involved and want to take both of them away, which we know what that means. That's not good news for those two. No. Nope. Uh, Kathy's upset about that. Brian is doing his job to try to figure out who um, leaked I think Brian, I think Captain Brian Grazer kind of realized maybe I screwed up. Oh, he and, did. Well, yeah, because he's like, this isn't a good time for a press <laughs> Yeah, of course not. Yeah, And he was all gung-ho for it last time. Idiot. Yeah. Yes, sir. It's been decided that uh, perhaps now is not the right time for a press conference. I guess not. There'll be plenty of time after my tests. Forget the tests. The giant and the child are going into federal custody. But social services gave me custody. The child needs medical attention. Well, that'll be changed. And under no circumstances are we to allow the child and the giant to be brought together. Now, is she still in... Oh, no. Um, So then he sees, you know, and it's like, I guess he got an order saying the girl and the giant shouldn't be together. He walks out and he sees them holding hands because Albert brought her over to him. And you can tell that they they need each other. Um, And then... He freaks out. The whole precinct finds out, and they all, you know, trying to pull him apart. And he's holding on to her hand. She's crying, and it's just a horrible scene. Um, and then all of a sudden, he says, "Chabrock is coming." And the look on uh, Kathy and George's face. And George goes, no, it's impossible. It's, he's he's dead. dead. He died on the ship. He said, and, is here. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. And George is like, he's weak in the knees. He can barely stand. And that's it. That's when it, the scene went. That's where we stopped it. That's where the scene went to black. And I'm like, oh, that's a good stop. A good place to, to stop, stop it. And right I'm like, there. let's go record before I forget anything. <laughs> But um, so, I want I want to touch base. Um, there was a a female. She had the crutches. Or what? Yeah, she name. was the doctor. Yeah, and she she's a very. Pro, she pretty, won the Nobel Peace Prize because she cured diabetes. Diabetes, so a very prominent person in the community, and yep. she's well and known. And George like idolizes her. No, but Dextra is owned by Adrian Tivoli. Doctor Adrian Tivoli. Nobel Prize, genetic cure for diabetes, 1997. Huh. Talk about giants. Perhaps the most illustrious newcomer of all. Oh, that Adrian Tivoli. It was yeah. an honor. It was just Never. funny because Matt's like, hey, yeah. you know, calm down. And you find out that she, well, we see her at the very beginning in the crutches. She's part of this whole experiment. So something's going on. She's a little Which shady. she didn't know. No. Yeah, she's a little shady. Um, and we don't really know what her involvement is, how much she's involved. Obviously, she did good things. She's a great doctor. Yeah, cure diabetes, like my brother yeah. said. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Um, but we don't know how involved. And she's talking to someone who's higher up, saying, you know, you won't be exposed. It'll all be fine. Well, of course, I should have told you before this. I know I disobeyed you. I was wrong. I just couldn't abandon all of my research. I've come so close. I- I'm sorry. 
I, I know it was foolish. And now I'm worried about the child, what an examination will reveal. Oh. Yes, whatever you say. Please, I have as much at stake as you do. No, I just meant if they find out about Opsil, sir, not about you. Yes, I'll, yes, I'll see to it. So there's someone pulling her strings. Because she's like, I have as much at stake as you do. Yes. And, and, come to, and, you know, she winds up getting taken out. Taking a shot right between the eyes. Yeah, so. she, gets, she gets shot and killed. Yeah, so yeah, that's what, that was another scene that we... I, I thought in there. we needed to talk about no, it. No, you're right. Cause it, is important, it is an important scene. Because it's her hospital or her... Yes her thing her... she's involved somehow with the experiment right. either she did something to this these two people and you know made them who they are or I mean we're gonna obviously find out more when we watch the second half of you'll the, find out in August of the episode oh June July August. you'll find out in September <laughs> yes when we actually do our when we record our second part of this episode but overall yes I totally agree I really I've li- I, I enjoyed this this part of it so far. That's been great. Yeah, so uh, I can't wait to go back and watch uh, the second half. Nope, I'm ready. I'm nowhere on the chopper. Oh, it's probably somebody playing the TV too oh, loud. No, 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 Matt. One of our birds saw the takeoff, but no one wants to claim this flight. Not the feds, not EMS, not charter. Military? And what about one of the radio or TV stations? They're all accounted for. Thanks, Zeb. Yeah. Take it, Francisco. What? George. Dr. Tivoli's been murdered. All right, it's time for our, our behind the scenes. I'll start us off. I didn't find that many. With these TV movies, it got really, really tough searching for really cool behind the scenes stuff online. So there's just a few for each episode. But, um, you know, I did, I dug deep. So if you guys know of any really cool behind the scenes, let us know. Go ahead and email us at alienationpodcast at gmail.com. But first, here is the first behind-the-scenes we have. Dr. Lois Allen was played by Michelle Lamar Richards in the series and the previous movie, Dark Horizons, but was recast for this movie with Josie Kim, which I don't understand why. I don't know why this couldn't be another doctor. Why it had to be the same character. Right, you and know? they just change the person. Like yeah, her. just change. Just She's on vacation. This is her right, we have, assistant. She's in I'm assuming there's some. more than one... Doctor. Investiga- yeah, doctor right. investigator, but oh well. So we have another behind the scenes here. The title of this TV movie is Body and Soul. It's also known as Sins of the Flesh, which suggests that this was a combination of two scripts that were written for season two and combined into one TV movie. Yep. I like the idea of the sins of flesh probably better with the way Matt and Kathy well, are going. And that's at the it. story. That that's their story. It was called Sins of the Flesh in an episode, and then the whole daughter, you know, little girl and giant, giant was another story. Right. And so when they decided they were going to scrap season two, they just said, "Oh, let's put these two stories together, together and weave them together." And that's what came up with Body and Soul. Yeah. Got so it. it's a very cool, very cool uh, story. Cool. Small caliber, we got a weapon. She took one through the head. Human took one through the heart. Any signs of a struggle? Quick and clean, so to speak. It was a pro hit. There's no fingerprints on the throwdown. Yes, I know. Human's name was Penn. Whoa, chief of security for Dextra. And Jones' boss. Yeah. Jones bone connected to the pen bone. Pen bone connected to the tibia bone. The tibia bone connected to the... Matt! Please. She was a great benefactor to your race. I'm done. We're ready to bag it and drag it. You guys want to have lunch? Yeah. 
So we have uh, a couple names. Uh, the first one is John Paul Jones. He was in the United States Navy and fought during the American Revolution. Very cool. Sounds like a beetle to me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then we have Phil Dirt. And I don't think I need to explain what Phil Dirt When I first is. saw Phil Dirt, you know what it reminded me of? The movie Joe Dirt. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Joe Dirt? Oh, it's not Joe Dirt. It's Phil Dirt. But it was still cool. But like my brother said, there's no explanation needed for Phil Dirt. Come yeah. On. Yeah. What a, what a, that's pretty, God. pretty sad. Yeah. When they're digging that far down for Ex- Phil God, Dirt. dig that far yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Francisco, Sykes, my office, now. I've got what is probably the first human newcomer downstairs. I've got a Nobel Prize winning newcomer in the morgue. Captain Steroids in my holding cell, and the press is all over me like a rash. What I don't have are any answers. Where are the parents? Where is the evidence to charge this prisoner? What the hell is going on at Dexter Pharmaceuticals? Sykes, are you listening? Oh, yeah, I was just wondering what time the fashion show starts. Lieutenant Smithford, our public information officer. We have a PIO. Where do you hang out, Lieutenant? Well, my work keeps me busy in the community with the press corps. To protect and serve what, cocktails? Sykes. Look, we can control the flow of information on Tivoli and Dextra. Ongoing investigation, full resources of the department, one suspect in custody, usual stuff, we can hold them for a while. But if you can confirm the child is a half and half... We can put quite a spin on that. I'm talking national exposure for this department. Schedule a press conference. And Sykes, you tell your girlfriend I want confirmation in 24 hours. Then the kid goes to Gingrich House till you find the parents. I get back to work. You can find this all over the internet. You can find this on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash alienationpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at alienationcast. You can follow me personally at... Master Jedi 1975. Or you can follow me personally at Geeky Fanboy. We are now on Stitcher Radio. You can download the app on any mobile device and listen to us anytime. And we always love getting reviews on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, type in Alien Nation Podcast, and we would love if you give us a five-star review. You can download the podcast, you can listen to the podcast, or just read show notes at alienationpodcast.com. We love getting feedback from you guys. If you want to send any comments about an episode, about a podcast, anything at all, you can send those to alienationpodcast at gmail.com. George, I don't like the way she's looking this morning. Her condition is deteriorating. Yes, I know. Even Susan couldn't get her to read. I'm taking her to the hospital, out the back. No wonder they're out there. Hey, you seen this? Oh, hi, Kathy. The kid in the giant made the papers. But there's been no press conference. Gee, I wonder who could have told them. This is unbelievable. All right, so that's going to do it for part one of Body and Soul. Be sure to download next month's podcast for part two. So I am Kenny. And I'm Mike. But before we go, always remember, when a tank Denise and a human are having sex... Make sure your life insurance policy is up to date. (laughs) That is wise words, indeed. (laughs) All right. All right. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, Buck, sometimes I think you're jealous of Matt and Kathy. No. It's just not right. No, I think that class they're taking, it's disgusting. Love is a very powerful thing, Buck. It can overcome all kinds of differences, even special. What happens to our species? That's a reasonable question. What do you mean? Well, in the extreme, I mean, if 
intermixing is projected over several generations, both humans and newcomers could evolve into a whole new species. Yes, Tanktonese evolution could be set back a thousand years. There would be a whole new breed, somewhere closer to the human race. Well, that's not necessarily true. It is. You know the lowest form always seeks its own kind. That's mean. You know, you're turning into a bigot. Better than a human wannabe. I am not! Attention, attention. Are you a fan of MASH, one of the most groundbreaking television series in history? Then take a listen to the MASH 4077 podcast, where hosts Kenny, Simon, and Al discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. So come and find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 podcast or online at www.mash4077podcast.com. I don't think he likes you at all. (laughs) No, I don't like you either. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because George Lucas didn't write all the (coughs) dialogue. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Emmy. And we are the Slayerettes. The Slayerettes is a retrospective podcast and one of the greatest shows of all time. Buffy Buffy the the Vampire Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Basically, we go through every episode and discuss it. What we loved, what we hated, and the things that make us think. There will be spoilers. I tend to go into the deeper stuff. And I tend to get stuck on stuff like Joyce's hair and Buffy's jacket. And we invite you to join in on the conversation. You can find our podcast on iTunes as well as our website, www.slayerettes.com. And if you're a social media lover, you can find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So if you're a fan of Buffy and you're looking for other Buffy fans... Or if you're just looking for a handy companion for your next rewatch... Then look no further. Because we are the Slayerettes. Rewatching and discussing TV's finest moments. We hope you join us. Alien Nation, the newcomer's podcast, is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. While Buck distresses... Is that right? Distresses? Yeah. Miguel Perez are exploiting their relationship and, yeah. and, and showing them oh, how they're much exploiting, they... they're exploiting. Sorry, not... Yeah, sorry, not exploiting. They're... <laughs> he says... What was it? Chubrock? Chop... Chubrock. 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 Something like that. Yeah, Chubrock. Chubrock. Marcus, Marcus, Jesus, what am I saying? <laughs> and again, there's airplane.